Hi everyone, my name is Melissa Lee and I'm your health coach who targets women with PCOS and women in general who wants to achieve stubborn weight loss. I do my best work when I work with PCOS urban women in their 30s who are embarrassed about their weight but want to feel comfortable in their bodies and are able to lose stubborn weight naturally. In this podcast, we talk about various topics including why stubborn weight loss is so hard to achieve. If this is you, definitely put this in your podcast list because one episode will be released every single week. Hey everyone! So this month is PCOS Awareness Month and I am going to be rolling out um, a few podcast episodes about various symptoms relating to PCOS. So all these um, mini podcast episodes is going to either be, you know, just coming by myself or interview with someone, or I'm just going to um, read like a blog article that I've written before. So giving you an audio version instead of a written version. So for example, today I'm going to talk about hair concerns with PCOS. And I know this is like a big, big topic that a lot of women deal with. And so I'm going to be linking the blog article in the show notes so that you can go take a look, go look at some references if you'd like to, um, once you have done listening to this episode. So in, before we get started, um, in line with PCOS Awareness Month, I'm also going to be publishing um, a previous episode that I did about PCOS drivers and natural lifestyle solutions for that. So that is like kind of the overall main um, episode that you want to listen to about PCOS. And that happened, I recorded that in December and it was about goals for 2022, but um, you can just kind of listen to the part about PCOS so that you can really understand what PCOS is. Perhaps you have been undiagnosed, but you kind of feel like you have PCOS. So maybe that's a good episode to listen to before we get into the nitty gritty. So today we're going to talk about hair concerns with PCOS. And women with PCOS have struggles with androgens, male hormones like testosterone. And this is just a part of, you know, having the condition. It's also known as having um, hyperandrogenism. And so these, this amount of high levels of testosterone can contribute to hair concerns. And the hair concerns I'm talking about includes excessive hair on the chin, jawline, face, and other body parts, including leg, uh, back, your hair thinning, for example. Um, that is also known as alopecia. And some women with PCOS can also encounter more hair loss than usual due to the higher levels of androgens. So if you think about it, you know, some men, they have like um, hair loss as they get older. It's also because, you know, they have some imbalance in their testosterone levels. So I just want to point out that PCOS is a multi-symptom, multifactorial condition. So not all of us have the same symptoms. So for example, for me, um, even though I have higher levels of testosterone and DHT, um, and I do have acne now and then, but I do not have any specific hair concerns. So I don't really have any too much hair, um, excessive hair growth, not much, just like maybe one on my chin. Um, which I usually raise her off anyway. And there is, I don't have a loss of hair. So for me, I don't have these conditions, uh, these symptoms, but some women, they do have that. 
And if you are someone who are having hair concerns um, with PCOS, then definitely listen on. So what causes hair loss or hair growth in PCOS? Um, so I said before that PCOS is a multifactorial condition. It is the major cause of infertility due to end ovulatory cycles. And one of the main mechanisms that play with PCOS is insulin resistance. And one of the possible reasons for hair issues in PCOS is not only having higher amounts of testosterone, but actually more of the enzyme called 5-alpha reductase, which is responsible for converting testosterone to a more potent form uh, called dihydrotestosterone, which is DHT. So this is very important because if you have a hormone test and it shows like, hey, your testosterone is normal, I really encourage you to look at the Dutch test because that um, gives you the levels of metabolites also. And if you have you know, normal levels of testosterone, but you have a high conversion because of the, this enzyme 5-alpha reductase, you might have a high levels of DHT, which is contributing to your acne and to your hair loss or hair growth. So the Dutch test actually you know, covers the extensively the metabolites and precursors of testosterone. So um, you definitely want to take a look at that. Hair loss in women is called female pattern hair loss and can occur even without the presence of PCOS. So other root causes include high levels of chronic stress, perimenopause, postpartum hair loss, calorie restriction, autoimmune autoimmune disease, gluten sensitivity, and having an iron deficiency. So all of these causes can cause hair loss. So you might want to think about, okay, do you have any of these um, conditions? Do you have a gluten sensitivity? Um, maybe you're in you know, a state of high chronic stress. Maybe you are on the road to burnout. That can also lead to hair loss. And I want to talk about insulin resistance for a while. So insulin resistance, um, you know, it keeps coming up in my blog posts and a lot of topics because it's related to a lot of conditions, including PCOS. So when insulin levels are high, our cells are no longer responsive and sensitive to the signal of high blood sugar in the bloodstream. So this can cause our sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG, to decrease. And usually SHBG binds to testosterone in order to prevent it to float around freely. So once you know, this um, binding globulin level is decreased, more testosterone molecules are unbound, meaning they are free to circulate in the body, you know, they're like free to roam. And this is why it can cause an upsurge in their male characteristic effects on the body. And one of them is excessive hair growth. So you wanna, so besides looking you know, at the enzyme 5-alpha reductase, looking at DHT levels, you also might wanna consider what is your diet like? And also, do you have insulin resistance? So on your testing, you want to look at fasting blood glucose, you wanna look at fasting insulin. And if you do have insulin resistance, this is, might also uh, be contributing to your excessive hair growth down the line. You want to manage your blood sugar with unsaturated fats and a high quality protein from fish, meat, and vegetables, um, which can help cells to stay sensitive to insulin. And this means that you know, the better we take care of our diet and make sure we're not eating too much sugar, 
um, this would help our testosterone levels stabilize in the end. And you know, most women are prescribed metformin by their physicians, but I strongly recommend inositol instead because that's a more natural compound that is already found in our bodies and can help to increase um, insulin sensitivity. Um, be, just be aware that if you're on metformin, it can readily deplete the levels of B12 in your body and some women can have nausea or digestive issues. And the big thing is B12 is really important for methylation, which is a process of um, converting estrogen to um, a safer compound to be excreted by the body. And it's also in, uh, methylation takes place um, in many, many cells, including the liver. So if you don't have enough B12, uh, if you don't digest your food properly, then this you know, might contribute to estrogen dominance or toxins recirculating in your body. So there have been you know, some women claiming and research showing that spearmint tea twice a day can help with excessive facial hair growth. Um, for me, I would also you know, look at anti-inflammatory herbs like curcumin or turmeric, um, also herbs or supplements like NEC that provides um, antioxidants to your body. Definitely look at all these potential beneficial um, food compounds that can help to lower the amount of inflammation and oxidative stress in your body. Another word on stress. So stress is a word that is constantly being overused and yet it is not fully taken in all its seriousness. And stress can really affect you know, our sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone. I've also talked about this before and most likely, I will talk about it again. And so according to Dr. Aviva Ram, growing hair actually takes up a lot of nutrients and energy. And so when we are stressed, this function is being cast aside because, you know, when you're running and roll away from something, when your body thinks it's like in survival mode, it's not going to deem hair growth as something important, right? So our bodies are unable to distinguish the past primal experience of stress, like hunting or running away from wild animals compared to like sitting in traffic or having to pump through deadlines in a week. So in the same way, cortisol is being pumped out more, um, more readily as compared to progesterone uh, in terms of you know, stress affecting fertility. Our hair follicles will not be stimulated for growth if we are highly stressed. So you really want to take note of how stressed you are and don't deny it if you think you're not stressed chances are you are right like most of us are and you really want to take the time to slow down to admit to yourself that okay are you really doing too much for your own good on a daily basis and for managing stress the most part as i said before is adopting an anti-inflammatory diet that is similar to the mediterranean one Look at avoiding caffeine or alcohol intake, which can really help the body to reset. Having like restorative exercises, activities such as giving yourself time to breathe, to journal, to read, meditate, do breath work, have sound baths. You know, all of these things will really help you to lower your stress. And stress is usually a big root cause of everything down the line, including hair loss or hair growth, excessive hair growth. And it really affects hormonal balance as well. So if you want, if you can take care of your stress, if you can take care of your diet, you can affect cortisol and insulin, which are the two main hormones that affect sex hormones and affect thyroid hormones and affect sleep hormones. And it just affects everything else in your body. So if you really want to take care of that, 
then most likely you can manage the symptom of PCOS. So that's all for today. Um, if you want to learn more about, you know, balancing hormones using natural solutions, you're welcome to join my Facebook group online. So go to Facebook group. I'll pop a link in the show notes as well. Request to join natural um, solutions to balance hormones with nourishment. And this is a group where I get, you know, women from 25 years of age up to 40, even up to perimenopause to really engage in a community and share experiences and learn from each other about various topics, including PCOS, period health, thyroid, cortisol, adrenals, burnout, anxiety, sleep, whatever you can think of for women's health, we're all going to be discussing about it in there. So I really encourage you to join the group. Otherwise, um, stay tuned for the next episode about PCOS.